Okay, beautiful souls, I have the beautiful Judith on the line. Judith, are you there? Hello, Imani, I am here. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm so happy, so honoured, really so happy and so honoured to have you on the show. And, um, you know, it's um, such a privilege. And But before, I've got so many questions, but before I ask you, please... You know, please just share a little bit. I'm sure people know, but just from your your words, um, a little bit about yourself. Right, a little bit about myself. Well, um, I'm an actress primarily. I started working at a very young age, so I have done. A, I started in television first. I went to a place called Annashes Theatre, which was in Islington at a very young age. And I say young age. I was in secondary school very early in secondary school so I was about 13 when I actually started down there um and I've been very blessed to have got a few series that I went into so I started at 14 I got my first professional job um which is a BBC job and then I was at school and I've done several other jobs and I left school to do angels um then I went on to work with that theatre co-op do my theatre productions with them and then we devised no problem um angels he sent us and some and bb crew yes i've done a, a few bits of work yes oh wow and you know what i want to ask you um judith what was it like you know obviously being 14 that's so so young and um, what was it like i mean and what what inspired you to go in it was this was there something or someone more you know what what inspired you to get into acting I've wanted to be an actress since I was at primary school. It was just, everybody got their little thing that they want to do. That was my little thing I wanted to do. And I was in love with Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. They were my two superstars. And it's so funny that those were two ladies that I fell in love with. Did I know they had a history? Hell no. Only as an adult did I know they had history. But they were the two women that I adored as actors on the screen. But the one that made me realise it was possible for me was Dion Carroll. There was a series called uh, Julia. I thought it was Nurses, but it was actually Julia. She was a nurse in it. It was Julia, and we named my little sister after it. Um, Or Julie, because I Julia. She named such a thing, but it was Julie. And and when I saw her, I knew then, hey, I could do it, because there's a black woman on that telly, but I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And so that's, so you were inspired by that, and that's amazing, that's awesome. And, you know, as you just, you know, you were just reeling off who's who there with all those shows, because this is what we, you know, we all were watching, and we, we you know, we all saw you and, and loved you in, in what you were doing. And um, I, your your career now spans, is, is quite, a, quite a few years, and you're still doing, you're still doing, you know, your plays and your, your, your films and, and what have you. And what I would ask you... Um, what sort of you know what what keeps you what makes you so strong and so and keeps you um really motivated and not only motivated but really good and current with what you're doing well first of all when it comes to acting it's been my baby that's all i've ever ever wanted to do and if you're going to be in love in one of those professions i.e a musician any kind of artistry you have to love it because you spend you can spend a lot of time not actually working. So you have to love it and, and accept rejection, which is I had this, I was talking to um, 
there's a, a, a young man, I call him a young man, brother Andrew Mohammed, and they run stuff. And I was talking with them on Saturdays. They run for young people. And I was saying that one of the things you have to learn to accept is rejection. And I think yes. that if you're in this business, you learn about rejection. So then you find ways to keep yourself active and creative because we are creative. So I first started with a a live chat show called Judith Jacob Yabba Yabba's with Friends. That was my thing. So that was me being keeping myself busy in the world that I want to be in and doing something that feeds my soul. I eat, I've got a few people that's in the public eye that I personally know. <laughs> and I know that what we see is people's end journey. They don't, people don't realize the work they've done to yes. get to where they are now. And I really wanted to expose the work that people have done. So that was my Yabba Yabba's was about. And then I worked with the BB crew, which is myself and Suzette Llewellyn, Suzanne Packer, Josephine, Melvin and Beverly, Michaels, Janet Kay was part of our crew. But uh, as always, anytime we decide we're going to do something, that's when Janet gets work. So we've decided that we must be a really good thing for her because she ain't working until we decide we want to put a project together. And she's on the project. And then all of a sudden, because she gets paid properly to sing and do her team. So all of a sudden, she gets these offers. So we're like, uh, okay, well, we can't fight with that because we want everybody to be able to feed themselves. So it's like, okay, well, she can't do the show. So now, so Janet is will always be a BB crew, but she's not in the BB crew anymore because Mm -hmm. she's just been too busy for us. (laughs) So we are writing and still doing stuff. We've got a play, but we don't know how long that's going to be before we can go in the theatre again and what's that going to look like. So we have a play that we're ready to rock and roll with as long as we can get into a theatre. And we're writing a project for television, but that's just, we, you know, you've got to be in it to win it, but we also know that television is loads of hoops and circles and fire mm-hmm. rings that they want you to jump in on our own and think, but doesn't mean we're not going to go for it. It's just that the theatre stuff, we know we can do that easily, but we have definitely got a project we're writing for television. And, you know, when you're writing your, your plays, your projects, where does that inspiration come from? Is it true life or is it the imagination? Does things come through in that way? When we, when we write with the crew, it tends to be, um, it's ideas first, but everything you do, you base it in a reality, otherwise it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, so, we, we, the, I, so, so we start with an idea that may seem, let's say we think of something like swimmers, so, uh, black people swimming, that's, yeah. you would automatically think, well, that's not going to happen, but what we do is we put clothes on it and make it real. Right, and we yes. had this idea and people thought it was a real team and it wasn't, it was just an idea we had. So, <laughs> so it, it starts with an idea of what you'd want to talk about and then you flesh it out. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. um, it sounds to me as well as though you have, you know, specific people that you find that you're able to, you know, resonate with and ideas come and you, you both, you know, you all come together with the same, you know, with the same end, end result, but different elements. Yeah, it's, the thing is, some people are excellent writing in by themselves, and I have done that, and I haven't finished it. But when you're working with, uh, well, I finished it, but I needed another draft, and that was all. <laughs> but when you're working with other people, it pushes you. You have yes. deadlines. You have, you are committed to somebody else, so it makes you do stuff. Like I've got to read something that ordinarily I would have just thought I can't be bothered, but I am going to find 
the time to read it before tomorrow when we meet up again so that I am first in what it is we're talking about. So working with these, and it has to be people you respect, and I respect yes. these women. We've known each other forever. I mean, over 20 years we've known each other. So we've got we've got to the point, when we first started working with each other, we were all kind of high-profile people in in the public eye <laughs> and our egos was probably a little bit high with it as well so i myself <laughs> i know that if i said something i thought my idea was bleeding fantastic and the, uh, what are we discussing why aren't you just taking my idea <laughs> that's the arrogance right and now i i said when we met up we started working again about I don't know, six seven years ago or even longer than that when we came back together again because we had a, a lapse and people were done their own thing they had children all kinds of stuff we mm-hmm. came back together because we were asked to do a project and that spurred us back on again and i know we've grown up because i will still have my ideas and somebody else will say well i think what about this i go oh yeah that could work you know how about wow. now it's listening and i know mm-hmm. i've grown up because i'm listening now <laughs> wow you know, and um, what I want to ask you, obviously, with with the you know the abundant work you've done, the amazing work you've done, um, you must get a lot of people who come to you. Do you, do you coach people? Do you have a lot of people coming to you and saying, you know, how do I get into this business? And you know, do, do, you, do you get a lot of that? Uh, yeah, I do get a lot of people asking me. I suppose I don't coach. If somebody asks me, I will give them whatever I can give them. Which <laughs> I, I'm kind of out of the loop in lots of ways I've had to learn from my daughter who is also an actress mm-hmm. um, actress trying to get herself out there but she's still an actress and, um, but she has showed me there's all these on, I only knew about you have a physical agent they do the work and that's it but they look for stuff they send you up for auditions but no you can go on things called um, what's the one uh, Star Now oh yeah, yeah. and that's an online thing. There's another thing called Mandy. It used to be called Casting Called Pros, now called Mandy. Mandy, at least you can get paid professional work. You pay them yearly and you can get jobs out of there. Um, Star Now, I think some professional, some's not. Again, I think if you pay, you'll get some professional work from it. And I'm sure there are other ones out there, but those are just the two I know about. Because I only know that you, you, get, you get yourself right after at least 7,000 agents and maybe two may respond to you. So, you know, right. <laughs> that's the world I know. <laughs> you know, Julie, what I, I'll, I'll ask you is, um, and you may or may not have an answer for this, but um, obviously you have been in the business for a long time and that is not usual for most people. What is it? What is the thing that you have? What's the one thing you have that you feel has been that driving force that's kept you in a, you know in this type of you know business? My love. That's exactly what keeps you in wow. it. Because I, I, it, it, there are so many times when you feel like a fake, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you're a fraud, you're not really, you're, you're not even good. I don't even know why you're doing this. You're not even good. Mm-hmm. Because after you've not got your 40th audition, you right. really start to question yourself. And why am I here? And again, this is the beauty of having fellow at 
actresses, mm-hmm. or actors who are in the same boat as you, same age group as you, going for the same sort of world. Mm-hmm. And when I had a, a, a little bit of a meltdown, I went in for a meeting we were having to do some writing. It was just me and another actress. And I sat there going, oh, I don't know what's going on in the world. I keep going up for work. And then all of a sudden, it was all about her. And she was talking like it was me, but it was her. Mm-hmm. She was saying exactly how I felt, but she just took over all my pain. And I realised, oh, it's not just me. Yeah. And then I ended up going, all right, you're okay. I was comforting <laughs> her. And I wanted that. I wanted it. I oh, wanted wow. her to tell me, you're okay. You'll be fine. But I ended up saying it to her, you're okay. You'll be fine. And then wow. I realised, wow. okay, Jude, you're not alone. You're not alone. And that's the beauty of it, is when you realise you're not alone in this feeling. And it just... You just need it. I think you just need little props every so often to just pick you back up when you just think, oh, no, this is just silly. I can't do this. Wow. Yeah, so I mean that's powerful, you know. You you're you're looking for someone to kind of support you, and then you end up yes. being the comforter. <laughs> and uh, and she was doing me. She actually, what I walked into that room with, she already had it, mm-hmm. and so she was just like, it was like I opened the door, yeah, and, and then it she all just flooded out. <laughs> she didn't work in. She ran in that door. It took me a while. I was like, oh okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh wow. Um. What I, what I, you know, what I also want to, because obviously the you know the listeners know you, you have a show here as well. And, and what's um, what about um, DJing? You're now because you're, you're you're multi talented. You do so many things. And um, again, how do you keep up with it all? Because you know it's Babe, it's a lot. You know isn't how it? it goes. You have to wear more than one hat. If you want to stay current, you have to wear more than one hat. And and the good thing is, I, I don't put on any hat that doesn't fit me. No. I don't try to squeeze my head into something. If it's, you know, it's things that I have a passion for yeah. so that I can... So it's things I want to do. I spe- I've been a very blessed queen in my life. I have want, things I want to do, I have done. And I have had very little stuff that's not what I want to do and spend my time in there. So I've been really lucky. Even with my little Saturday job I had, I refused to do the other jobs that my friends were doing that got much more money than me that were working in hotels. And I mean, I just about barely cleaned my bedroom. I weren't going to go and clean other people's hotel rooms. No, no, no. So I worked in a shoe shop, which suited me because we got little discounts and stuff. So I said, yeah, this is where I want to be. I was earning half the money they were earning, but I was happy. So that's what counted. <laughs> and you know what? That sounds like you've just given us the formula for you know being happy and especially in your career because so many people what you've just said there so many people are doing something they hate but they're doing it for all the wrong reasons and what I'm hearing you say first and foremost love what you do because what you do you become and obviously you don't want to and I can hear that happiness in 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 you it's it's just there it's real so that sounds like a formula for you know enjoying what you do but like I say I have been blessed because if I had to pay bills and I had no choice, I would do that job that I absolutely detested to pay my bills. But it will be just a moment of life that I can get to what I want to really do. But, you know, I ain't going to starve myself because my, I'm like, I ain't doing that job. When I was living at home, I could do that. But when you come out from your parents' yard, you have to fix up. So. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Oh, my God. Um Judith, I want to um, I want to ask you about a gentleman that you know we both know, and I know you knew him very well, and um, 
he spoke very highly of you and um, I want you to talk to the people about Ravadagi. What did he mean to you and what was your friendship? What, what do you remember about that friendship? So much. Ravadagi, right. I tell you, the first thing I would say is the picture that was chosen for him to represent him no longer in this world was him. That smile, mm-hmm. that generosity of soul, and I mean soul. He was he was one of those men that made you feel special and important, and will and elevates you. And he, I, I, I was having a chat on the radio because he listened to my shows, and I, mm-hmm. I was talking to a brother. And we were talking. He goes, "Yes, man, I like the way you said that. You really came in and you did this and you." Wow. <laughs> 
she did it. She huh? stopped there. No, no, no. She must want it. That's her habit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's not talking about it. He's just trying to make me laugh. Uh-huh. Because he gets said she's still got the Guinness in her She's still got the Guinness. <laughs> Oh, that sounds so like Brother Dougie. Oh, my it goodness. Is. Wow. It is. I, I talk and I still don't believe I'm talking about him in the past. I know. I know. It's so... You just can't imagine it, can you? No. I mean, there's been a few people and some people that are very important, you know, that you've known and stuff. But he's, he's really, even as I speak to you now, my heart is like, no, nah, this isn't even right. It's just not right. But the beautiful thing is that he dies in his sleep. He was taken by his ancestors and yes. he wasn't dragged away in pain or any of that stuff. And that gives me comfort. Absolutely. Judith, what, what do you think Brother Dougie's legacy is? Because, you know, um, there was that wonderful um, celebration of his life on the 6th yeah. of May. Wasn't it wonderful? It was beautiful. And how many people did he touch? So I mean, that many. screen was constant. I know. With people sending, they want people... Because we couldn't be there. We couldn't physically mm. send our brother off to the next realm. Mm. So people were sending all these messages. And it was a constant stream. My man, I, you know, touched people all over the place. I think that's probably going to be one of his legacies. Is that he, he touched people, but he empowered people. Definitely. And he talked the talk and walked the walk. Mm. He was there for his African people. And he made no, you know, he didn't make no bones about it. That's who he was there. He was there to support the community and uplift us and give us strength and he did it he did it there was on the corner there was a music shop in West Green Road called Body Music oh. and it was there for donkeys and then they wanted to put uh, a betting shop there mm-hmm. and he'd done this one man soldier and was like no it's not happening he got his signatures on his teeth and it never went there they ended up putting a costa there they did put a betting shop but not in that prime condition mm-hmm. prime position it was somewhere else but I just I, I loved that was the first time I actually was aware of him was this one man bandit mm. trying to stop I was like I love that yes you're right we don't need any more yeah wow that activism in um, mm. what about his um his seminars and uh, events were you, were you you were obviously part of some of them but what, what did you think of the different um things he was doing he was into health and um you know like you say business in the in the black community but that's what he did. He did. He's, that's what I was talking about with his um, "Find Your Voice." That was about uplifting the community mm-hmm. in all senses. I went to I went to loads of them, but one of them was about um, trusts and wills. Oh yes, and, yeah. And that was how many people have left the world without leaving wills behind. Mm-hmm. But not just that. The trust thing was very important, so that you don't because people with money know about trust. They put it in trust mm-hmm. so that their children don't end up paying for the estate and stuff. And I say estate, just your yard. But some people, our parents or, uh, and grandparents, bought places in stuff like Stone Newington and Hackney that mm-hmm. have become very, very expensive places now. Nice. So their yard that they bought for what may have been £50, £100 in those days is now in the million, half a million, this money. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they could, and then that means that their children will be left with that bill if you don't put it in a trust. So that was one of the things that was an enlightening one, that one. But I just love anything to do with history, to do with that, just us. I just love learning about us as African people and helping ourselves and people moving it forward to what we can do to uplift and embrace and encourage other people. And that was him. That was him. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you. That was Brother Dougie. He did, mm. he did what he came here to do. Yes. 
And like you said, he went peacefully as he came. Yeah, he did. Beautiful. Judith, you are the patron of Sickle Cell Anemia. And um, how did... Sickle Cell Cause. Sickle Cell Cause. How did that come about? How did you come to do that? I was asked. I say the woman that runs it, Samantha. Samantha is a... uh, They call themselves warriors and they really are a sickle cell warrior. And so she has times... Like this time of the year, it's fantastic. When it's hot, they can move around and do all that stuff. And so Samantha says, asked me, would I be... um, well, an ambassador, and mm-hmm. I said, right, let me, uh, tell me what you want from me, because I don't have my name in a lot of places, because I don't want to have my name out there if I'm not actually doing anything, yeah. or if my name on its own helps, that's fantastic, that if it does, I don't mind that, but I, I just, I don't have my name all over the place, because <laughs> uh, not classy chalky face, <laughs> but um, Sickle Cell is close to my family, I think my like my baby sister's not my younger sister baby's still alive the younger one she had uh, a trait but she had so much stuff she also had sarcoidosis and I was also part of a sarcoidosis team but I haven't heard nice. from them for ages but they were not faced and my mother had sarcoidosis and so when I was asked to be and this is a, a grassroots organisation they they fund themselves they do lots of stuff they fight hard for all that they want just to keep their George Orwell, which is in St. Anne's Hospital, they've had to go through some hoops and bounds. It was specifically built for them, and they wanted to take it away. You're like, well, what? wait, wait, wait. They don't even have properly treat sickle cell. I mean, they're better, but they're nowhere near as good as they should be. It's not yesterday we've been talking about sickle cell, and they have just not invested enough into it. We should not have people dying of that nowadays. And we've had a young girl that was dying because they didn't give her the right treatment. That's ridiculous. And because it is because it deals with us as African people, because it's a grassroots thing, it's got to be so a women and then a few men, but they are they are working their butts off and all they want is my name with me to attend a couple of meetings. I can do that. I can do that. And if it helps them to get more money in or to get their profile up, then great, I'm for it. And I think, that's, like, yeah, I think that's amazing. And, um, I, you know, it's, sickle cell is very close to my, my heart as well because of family. But, um, yeah, mm. I mean, I think that's a really wonderful thing to be a and part Supreme of. And Supreme does a lot for them as well. He does on the video. And I don't, I'm not sure Supreme, Supreme has sickle cell himself, but um, he does a lot of work for them and with them. And, yeah, but, but Supreme's another soldier. He is a soldier, Supreme. Yes, yeah, so he was the... He was that person on the 6th of May, um, along with um, yeah. Pendarki, I think. Pendarki, yeah. Pendarki, yes. Yeah, yeah, but he's a soldier, because he does a lot as well. An unsung soldier. Yes, um, I spoke to um, Supreme a few weeks ago, and we went for about, I don't know, was it three, four I hours? know, because I was listening oh to it. <laughs> I was listening to it, but then I stopped listening to it, because I thought, jeez, what? We went to bed. Let's talking. I went away, done something, and I was just thought, oh, let me just see what's on. You're still talking. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you, like you said, you know, he's he's just so. There's so many things, you know. That yeah. is, um We didn't even we didn't even get to touch on on the sickle cell, but um, you know, I just think that's a, an amazing cause that you're both mm. involved in, um, and you know, I think it's amazing. So, Judith, um, you know, you obviously on the radio and you're you're doing all these you know everything that you're doing 
And what I would like to um, ask you is, um, what's your, what's your, yeah, out of, um, what's your favourite? Before I go there, what was the favourite thing you did in terms of your acting? What's the thing? What's your thing that kind of stands out for you? The my most? best job will be without doubt, no problem. Yeah, I've worked with my friends. They're my friends. They're my family <laughs> today, Victor and Janet and Tummins. Oh, and we lost Malcolm recently. Oh, uh, but they're, they're my brothers and my sisters. We had the bestest time. For me, it's not Chope, isn't in the country, but we really, really, really had a ball doing that show. And me and Janet both got pregnant on our very last series on that one. Wow. So, yeah, we didn't wow. plan it or nothing. It just happened <laughs> like just that. Happened. <laughs> Before you come in, yeah, we're going to take my time. No, we went that. But, yeah, that's, it was, and also, because I'd done Angels before I'd done No Problem, and Angels was a, a nurses series that was yes, quite that. national yeah. and it went everywhere. Mm. And so I was very much in the public eye. But when I'd done No Problem, it was like I'd be reintroduced into the public eye. It was just so funny. Because I'm like, you know, I've done Angels for three years, but it was just mad. And it was because it was an African show. So... Mm. We, we, there was, um, oh God, the Reggae Awards. Tony Williams used to do these Reggae Awards. And we were invited along one year, the No Problem team. And I remember us walking in, the, there was all this bubble, bubble, bubble of noise going on. And we walked in as a crew together, and then it was silent. Ooh. And then it was like, it was like, well, I've seen the telly for pop stars, these women started rushing. But they weren't rushing for me, let me add. They were rushing for Victor and Tummins and Malcolm. So they had okay. to move us into a room, which we sat in, and we were going, what happened there? I don't know, just what happened? I don't know what happened. What, what happened? Because we've all done jobs, and we've never had that kind of reaction. Wow. And then they, they took us out, and now we had guard security around us. bit more um, passionate about up these front. things aren't they <laughs> up front bloody hell they could have taken off their knickers straight away <laughs> they it really was a, it was a sight to be held it really was. Yeah. so no problem I loved working with my friends but I also loved the fact that we loved it and I say we we as up and we loved it it was a show that was loved by a lot of people you know they always we say it, yeah. So yeah of course it they always say it came from our generation yes and, and that's the thing. And, um, you know, great, great shows like that. And people always ask this, you know, would there ever be either a one-off, you know, together or would you ever kind of do something like that? Or, you know, would there be a, a, a part, you know, there was a, talk a sequel? About doing a theatre version of it and stuff because, you know, Teddy, as I say, it, it requires somebody in there to want it to happen. Mm-hmm. But we had talked about it and about shows wasn't off for me. She's now and sometimes people talk too much you just need to go yes let's do it write some stuff and let's book a bit and if we booked somewhere we've had deadlines we could have done it 
it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it can't happen, yeah. it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. No, mm. yet, mm. yeah. And it's funny, you're talking about those times because I I always feel like you know now is is fine now is great but I do feel there was something special about that time and um you know that I think it was mainly special because we didn't have that much around and I think that's what made it special there just wasn't much around (laughs) and so when it came out it was like wow we've got all these things and what's happened since then is that we've amalgamated so we don't need to have specific programs I'm not saying I'm very much tongue in cheek when I say that. Mm. Um, uh, but then now we have got the Famalam, so we must give props to what is out there now. And I think Famalam's funny. It's got a, it's coming back with another series, I believe. And there was another. It wasn't a sketch show, but it was the Time Wasters or something, which was mainly black actors, African actors, been going back in time and stuff. So we've got some bits. It's just still not enough. Not enough. Mm. So yeah. So we still we still need more. And yeah. Yeah. And um, that's something you're, you're, you know, you would advocate that. Yeah, we need more. We need to yeah, see more faces. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, what I want to ask you, um, what I want to ask you is, you know, what's, because you're, you're very motivating. I've listened to your show and your, you know, your fun and, you know, you, you have, you know, serious topics, people coming on as well. And um, what I would ask you, what inspires, what motivates you, what empowers you? Because, you, you know, there's definitely some sort of spiritual um, awareness there with you. I don't know. I think I'd had the... Oh, I, when I, up until the age of... When did I start in theatre? I started in theatre about a 19. And I was working with a man called Archie Paul. I would always give him props because we were doing an interview and they said to name your classic writer. So I named... George Bernard Shaw and Shakespeare and, and he started talking about Willis and Linka and I was like who the hell is this and he started naming these African writers like, oh, wow. <laughs> and I just thought well I thought he was a bit ignorant and, um, <laughs> but bless him for not seeing because if I saw me at that age I'd have just slapped me and just leave her alone but he didn't do that he just thought gee this girl need help she needs some serious help <laughs> Bless him, he took him into his yard and he said, Choose a book, any book. So I picked a book, uh, The Structure of Black Civilization, William Chancellor, 2000, BC to 2080. And that was my first book, my first African book. I've read books all my life, I've always read, always read, but I hadn't read African books. And I read that book and it was an eye opener. Then I started to devour books. And, and my knowledge of self became very important. And in my knowledge of self met my knowledge of me as an African person. Mm. And, and, and so I started to change my language. And people say, oh, and whenever black people do this, they never do that to me. And I'm like, okay, so are, are you not a black person? Mm. Are you that person you're talking about? Mm. No, I'm, well, if you're not that person, why is everybody that person? How yes. can you not be that person? Yet, and I said, I'm certainly not that person. So there's two of us standing here right now who's not that person. So don't do that. Don't generalize. Because you get those same people in every nationality. It's just that because we live in this society, our community, we see it. But if we keep perpetuating it by verbally saying it, then we are keeping it in the air. What we should say is there are a lot of people that's doing good stuff out there. Let's focus on those ones. And not bring the other ones because then we're giving them too much oxygen. And I don't think we should give our oxygen to the stuff that's not negative. 
that's negative or not. We need to acknowledge it, don't get me wrong, I don't want to live in no cuckoo land, but but there's no point in giving them all that option when you've got all those people that's doing such good stuff, give them the option so we can build them up. Because if you don't want to follow that's your business, I'm not there to force anybody. But the ones that are doing it, let's back them. And, and it's the other thing I've got to be in my bonnet, is that somebody's already doing something and they're doing it, mm-hmm. but you decide you want to be the king of your own castle, so you're going to start your one. Yeah. Don't. Join up with that person. You can still have your own name if you need to, but join it. Give strength. Build them up. Make them, you know that that's what they're doing. You want to do that same thing. Talk to them. Reason with them. See how we can work together. I'm all about that. Teamwork. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, um, I love that you know you start you started as you did and you loved it you know because it's like you when you started reading the books and you you found you know you you found yeah. you in those in those books yeah I that finding all of these amazing people that inserts money York and that these guys are just like giants in mm-hmm. history and what they've written and yeah man I've been very blessed that I've got some beautiful people who took time with this with ignorant you. child <laughs> that I was <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you weren't. But, you know, Judith, how important is it for our young people today um, to be, you know, to have access and to know, you know, have that what you had and know who they are and know about their history? And Everybody have... needs to do that. Isn't it? It's, it, it, I think we're probably one of the few races who don't, who don't empower ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah. There are people doing it. That's what I'm going to say as a whole. And... What we are, what we learn, what we can learn now is much more easily accessible Very than much. it was when I was younger because I had to go find those bookshops. Mm-hmm. There used to be a bookshop on West Green Road, Head Start, that doesn't oh, exist yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, Beacon has been, has been kept going down in Fitch Park area. But we had to go and hunt these books out, ask true, all yeah. the books and stuff. You don't need to do that anymore. You go online, you type it in, you get the whole thing up. So it's easier to access it. What we do need is us as parents to pass that knowledge on to not just our children, because you may not have any, because you may be an adult without children, Mm -hmm. but you've got nieces and nephews. And so you can pass it on to them. And even though, because my my daughter, I I swear, I don't know whose child she is sometimes. (laughs) I have given her knowledge and tea and tea and she's just totally ignored me. And now... I hear her, I say she's not me, but I hear her talking and I think, what? Oh, she yes. actually heard me. <laughs> and that's the weird thing, yeah. because I just think she's just paying no attention. But when I hear her talking to her <laughs> sisters and her prisoners, I'm like, are you that? Is that you? Go on, my baby girl, go on. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it goes in, you don't notice how it, and then at some point you hear, you know, your your words or your you know, what you've been trying to pour in for so long, coming out. Mm. And that is, that is so, that's wonderful. I love what you just said there. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're, you know, we've got this amazing, amazing, um, we're, well, we're in the 2020, 2020, and a lot of people felt, some people felt that this was going to be a great year. Some people predicted something else. What's your thoughts on what's happening with, COVID-19 and how how are you keeping yourself safe and um, healthy? What would you, what protocol would you put say well, to people? Well, first of all, I also was very excited for 2020. I was. I was I doing was. a play and I really wanted it to come to London. We were touring it and oh. it was a very powerful two-hander. 
and I couldn't wait for it to hit London. But it was one of the shows, like every other show, that had been stopped. So I was wallowed in self pity. I, I was two days of what stuff. I normally give myself only one day to be wallowing in pity, mm-hmm. but I had two days because I was so gutted. Mm-hmm. I had to have another day of wallowing in my self pity. So once I got over that and I realised, oh, Duke, it's the whole world that's been shut down. It's not just you. I'm like, okay. But the good thing for me was, is that it's happened in the summertime. So it is not, you can go outside and I have a roof. <laughs> I don't have a garden, but I can go out on a roof and get some sunshine. And, and I training has always been how I breathe. So I can train on my roof. I can go to the park and have a run. And... For me, this has been a very beautiful time because yes. I've managed to spend time. In, I, 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 my house. I sleep in my house. I don't live in my house. <laughs> I sleep in my house. So I've actually been living in my yes. house. I've been able to do stuff, more music, actually clean up two two things. I'm not the best person for housework, but I've managed to do two two things, <laughs> cooking, and and actually me and my partner, we spend time together. Normally, I'm oh. like. I'm just like so head up. I'm just on, on the edge. So, but it's been actually been talking and nice and lovely. And my daughter, she was she lives home, but her partner just got a place, and she'd gone to his place to stay. Mm. But when this had kicked in, she came home as she should, and that was fantastic. Her and her man came here, so it was us as a force and as a unit in my house. And I thoroughly loved. The ingenuity that people have come up with different ways yes. that people have been uh, this zoom has been amazing i've been zoom is, still trained oh, people isn't it? on zoom yeah yeah but trained that's how we have our meetings yeah. and that's and and this this lockdown has meant we've been able to write all of us because we've got one girl that lives in wales another girl that lives in westcliff and when we meet up we meet up maybe it's like once every two weeks or three weeks maybe not everybody but because we've been all oh, nobody's working, we've been able to meet every day, Monday to Friday, wow. 10 to 1, and knock this stuff out. Oh, it, we just said, let's use this time. We will never get an opportunity like this again to just sit and just focus on your writing. So this time it has been amazing for me. <laughs> oh, I always wanted, I liked when I was working all the time to have two weeks holiday in my own house. So I will wake up and don't have to know where I've got to be today and just be in my yard. I've had more than that, so I'm so happy. One of the girls that I know, she goes to me, I bet you're happy. You could always say, I need to have two weeks holiday in my own house. Now you've had more than that. I go, yeah, yeah, right. I'm well happy. So yeah, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Wow. And, and you talked about um, health there. How important is, you know, do you think health is, and especially now, because... Um, with, with COVID-19, I think, you know, one of the things that's come up is, you know, your, your immune system and um, getting the sunshine and all the one, all the, all these things. And um, apparently there is, you know, this is going to be part of the corona flu, you know, the flu, the common cold each year. So what, what, how would you, what would you say about health? And, um, and as we talked about Brother Dougie, that was a big thing for him in yeah. his events. Yeah. Well, the thing is, find that a lot of people had already before this COVID kicked in has changed their eating habits um, they were going vegan but if you're a rustler you're an ital and you've been, been ital from time immemorial so they've just caught up with them and 
and now they're using the word vegan. I prefer the word ITAR because I want to keep it where it was originated, yeah. you know. But, um, so they are doing that. I, 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 I eat fish, but I've not eaten meat since I was nine. But, um, Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, but I think that, I think that it's not a bad idea for people. It's never a bad idea to be aware of your health. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. And if it means eating more fruit and veg and reducing your meat, I don't want to tell people not to eat meat, but I think you should eat good quality meat if yes. you're going to eat meat yeah. and spend that money on that meat. So you don't eat meat every day. If you it's eat not, meat yeah. two, three times a day, a week, then you can get, you can afford then to get decent meat to eat. And we've got so much food choices. We really have. You can eat every single day and eat something totally different every day. So it doesn't have to be meat. But I'm not trying to tell people not to eat meat. I want people to be colourful. That's what we were always told. Make your plate colourful. And if your plate is colourful, then you're covering all the stuff you need to be eating. That's awesome advice. Awesome and we've always lacked vitamin D as well. Uh, from time mm-hmm. when I was ill, I had an overactive thyroid. One of the things was I had low vitamin D. My sister low vitamin D, and you'd find most of us, us melanated people, yeah. our sun. And I was reading because we live, we were born for the sun. We are children of the sun, mm-hmm. and because we live outside, our skin was made it harder for the sun to go in because we had to, had to that's what your body does it protects you so after living here in England we have to spend more time in the sun to get the amount that we need in our bodies and why I said it was a good thing in summertime the lockdown is that we are able to get that vitamin D in yes. so it's a good timing so we should get out there as much as we can yeah yeah man just go and have a walk just get out in the or if you guys find a little Look a car now that you can sit yourself in with a little book. Go yes. find the car with the sun is shining with your book and read it and just get two things at the same time. Vitamin D in a book, it's lovely. Yes, I love that. So get some get some knowledge and get the sun at the same time. Absolutely. Wow, wow. I've been doing that. I've been. I've been I haven't read. What's your favorite book? Who's who's your what's your favorite author? Oh, I, it's been a while. Um, I've just read two books that fuck the, the hate you give and um, Homecoming totally different books Homecoming is probably close to the sort of books I was reading before it's about ancestry that it covers many generations and it starts from Africa just prior to the slavery thing and it takes you into the modern day so it really is quite a journey that book and, it, and you have to keep remembering whose daughter and grandchild is that from this that, that I love that kind of stuff like Beloved Beloved was a book and a half to read yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't. I used to have favourite authors, but I haven't read for so long. I can't say that's true anymore. I like. I just want to read books that I can get lost in, and and you and it's your story that you're reading, you know. And it's your. So the West Side. It's always a shame when they make. It's not a shame, but when they make a movie out of a book you've read, everybody's got their own version of that yeah. person. And it's it's like the colour purple. When I went to see the film, I was so disappointed. Because they, what, yes. Yeah, and also because the father was made, he was one-dimensional. In the book, he wasn't one-dimensional. You understood where he came from. It doesn't mean what he did was right, but 
Mm-hmm. He, you understood it. In fact, you just thought it was evil. You didn't, you didn't oh, no, I don't want that man as my dad. But no, nah, that was a shame. But it's, well, um, you know, Hollywood making movies so mm-hmm. black men are demonised. That's the only shame when they do stuff like that. But yes, I've got, I, I've got, I've got historians. Um, ben Johan, Jokanan is my one of my band fans. Sertima, those people, those are my people. I go to to read, and then obviously the newer ones that's come up uh, must get updated with them. So yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh yeah, sorry. So what was that? Say it again, please, um, Judith. No, I'm just saying that. Um, I haven't got any novelists because it would be, before it'd be like the Alice Walkers and the oh yeah uh, oh oh Terry oh oh how I got my groove back I mean that was <laughs> yeah. a book that was a book and the one before she wrote that one so yeah Terry McMillan what do you think um, of them did the did the movie do the book justice for you do you think yes you, you were really yeah okay. it was one of those ones that actually you went okay yeah. but it was so but there was I think when it's just women and stuff you can you. There was no real men that you can twist up and batter. <laughs> there was, but the one that was like that—that that was him in the story. And in fact, they still made him sympathetic. He still, he still, he was still sympathetic to him because even though he left for a white woman, which is like the worst sin in the world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I think you leave him for a white woman. I don't know if it's worse him leaving for a white woman than leaving for a man because you can't compete with another man. So I don't know. But yes, it was. It, yeah, I, I think they've done a good job with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's done that actually. It was a black person that actually. Yeah. Wow, I've asked you so many things, and um, what I what I want to do how, actually, how can people how can people um, you know find you? I'm sure you know they can find you easily everywhere. Just putting your name and yes. find you. I'm on all other social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you have a show, and I have a radio show. Yes. <laughs> on first... a Thursday, one till three. When it's just, uh, how wonderful to just be able to just have two hours for yourself to just do your thing. So I'm going to set myself up like you and get a phone because I, I do, I, I've got so much people that want to come on for me to have a, a reasoning session with them. Oh, so I've just got to sort myself out. I've got my picture from you, start myself out and um, get a couple of people in and have a little chatting with them. Judith. Yeah. You've said so much. What I want you to do is, can you just, because there's something that you do on your show and I, I absolutely love it. And we, we're going to get you to do that before we close this segment. Um, but, you know, as you, everything you've said, you're such an inspiration. You're such a motivation. Anyone, you started at 14, someone's sitting at home listening and they're about 13, 14 and they're like, you know, I'd love to be like Judith. I'd love to get into this. Is the one thing I love. It may be acting, it may be music, it may be something yeah. else. What would you say to that person, especially if they have obstacles or they feel, you know, because obstacles tend to be, they, when you look at them clearly, they're perceived. What would you say to them to break free of okay. those obstacles? Well, whether it's music or acting, first of all, learn your craft. Um, because people, people just want to have it yesterday and they haven't given themselves any tools to be able to do their job properly. So get your tools by learning your trade properly. And and yes, there may be a financial obstacles, I think is probably the biggest ones, but there are other outlets and you just have, and as I say, the internet makes life so much easier to find people that are doing things. I know that there's that. 
black arts production and they're in Tottenham Bay. We're doing adult stuff, but they tend to do for young people up until maybe 11, 12, the age group. But there are other people. There are people out there that are doing drama workshops. Find the ones that's closest, closest to you. There may not be any right on your doorstep, but the closest to you. Um, and if it's a financial thing, then you have to find your best auntie or uncle and say, look, you know, I'm willing to clean that, that skirting board for you <laughs> that nobody wants to do. And you give me a little change. You find a way around it, right? You find a way to earn the money because people like people like when young people say, look, I, I want to do this. And I, I want some money, but I'm willing to earn it. And you don't even... Once they say that, you go, all right, then you're only giving them a big tip. But the moment they say that, you think, yeah, okay, that's great. So learn your craft. Find a way with family and friends to help you to get there. It's a financial thing. Check out the internet because they've got so many stuff out there. There are space schools. Space schools are expensive. But if you can do that, and I don't know if there's grants. There may be grants. I don't know enough about that bit to know. But you can investigate to find out. And, and I will say what I said at the beginning is... If you can't accept rejection, step off. Step away from the door. Because if you can't take rejection, you're going to end up in a mental home, depressed, all kind of thing. Because that is number one thing that's going to happen to you in this business. Wow. And, wow. So, and, and do you feel that that's the, the majority of people who don't make it like you've done is because they couldn't cope with the rejection? Mostly. It's that or standing the course. I mean, you know, rejection is tough. I'm not going to underplay rejection, you know. Rejection is tough. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's one of them jobs that you really wanted mm-hmm. and you thought you'd done a good job on. And you know, I'm talking from personal experience when I say that, right? Mm-hmm. And you've, got, you've gone up for three recalls. And now you're thinking, I'm, I've got the job. I've got the job. Mm-hmm. And you don't get it. Shut up. Anyway, that is part of the thing that we just got to accept. I don't know. I think that sometimes with my girlfriend who came out a step off the game she just didn't like the idea of not being in control of her destiny and you're not in control unless you're doing stuff yourself mm-hmm. you're waiting for that phone call from your agent to go for a job so she decided she, she wants to be a creative but she wants to be in control she went on, on a studying master's teacher now she's miss headhunted to run schools so people may you may think that's what you want to do you may think that's what you want but actually it probably isn't if you step off and there's no shame in that. I think the only shame is if you don't try it. If, this is my other thing, I feel like I'm on a little run here. <laughs> if is a two-letter word, yet it's one of the heaviest words, if. Mm. To me, the only if you should, you should eliminate this, I don't like if. Eliminate if, because the only failure is not trying. So eliminate this, and I say that because I had some ifs and I had to eliminate them. I just I'm never having an if anymore. Oh, if only, no, no, I will do it. Even if it's uncomfortable and I'm at my comfort zone, if I think it and I want it, the reason I'm not going to do it is because I'm like, oh no, it's just a bit out there. No, don't. If is two letters, yet mm-hmm. it's so heavy. Yeah, yes. That is powerful advice. Very powerful <laughs> advice. Wow. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> My two things are if and rejection. Mm. So people really need to think before they go. And when they do go, give it a good try is what you're saying. Don't just try it. it that's and... why you've got to love it. That's why you've got to love it. Because mm-hmm. if you're just doing it for fame, then don't bother. It's not going to You've got yeah. to love it. You've got to want it. You've got to, It's like, 
you know, DJs, they, they, they've been around, not all of them are out doing, getting the, 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 the plays that they want, yeah. getting out there where they want to, but they love it. So they're going to play their music for no money for a little while to fill up themselves as much as they need to. Same thing, if you've got, you've got to love it. If you don't love it, then you're not going to be able to take all the pain and stuff that goes with it. When it's good, it's good. When it ain't good, peace and peace. And, and I suppose in everything that you're doing, every any job or what have you, there is going to be the upside and the and the downside, yeah. and it's just different. And you know, and you just got to decide what you can cope with. Is what I'm hearing yeah. you say. It's mental health, isn't it? What you can cope with. There's no shame in stepping off that plane, baby. You go, uh-uh, this is not doing me any good whatsoever. Walk away. Walk away. Oh, wow. And you heard it from the beautiful Judith Jacob, who is on Conscious Radio on Thursdays, one till three. And definitely, you know, amazing, talented actress who's been, you know, doing her craft for such a, you know, such a long time. Amazing. And um, you just, you know, you're, you're just got that amazing personality. It just comes through every everything you do. You can hear the love and the, the care that you have for your community. And I think you're amazing amazing now i wanted you you when you do your show you do a sing-along but the only right. thing is i don't know if you can hear if you're going to be able to hear the the song and what i'm going to try and do is um put the song on and see if you if i can if i put my headphones maybe you can hear it there so let yeah. me know if you can hear it so. okay go on <laughs> and it's it's um alfia and donna which one Up Up can you can you hear it yeah, so back here. I hope you're singing as well. Yeah, okay, I will. Come on then. Them checks that we're here. Do you think I'm going to have them? Now, Papa, Papa, that's the bit I know. Oh, you are my artifact. Oh, I only know the chorus. Oh my That's god. Anybody knows on this one. In fact, most of my songs, all I know is the same words. I do make the ring card. Then the checks that we come from Cosmos Ring. Then the new one. And the ranking jet. I'm 
I don't know if it's... This was on the uh, charts, wasn't it? I'm yes, yeah, it was, um, they did really well as well. Yeah, they did, they did. Wow. And the, I heard another version, I've got another version, it's much more rinsy. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, this is more commercialised, but it's a fine version. Oh, she's there still there, yeah. Woo! Bad for me. Bad for me. Wow, that was um, amazing. Oh my God. Ms. Judith Jacob, you, this is a wrap. Thank you so much. This has been Thank amazing. Thank you, my darling. Anything you want, do you want to say anything before you go? Or, you know, I, I know I've taken so much of your time and I really appreciate you taking yeah. time out to be with us today. I really, really no, appreciate it's been it. absolutely fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> and just tune in to me on Thursday. Thank you, Judith. Have a great evening and keep up the great work you're doing. You're amazing. Yes, queen. I'll listen to your show the rest of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, darling. Take care. Bye. Bye.